Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Jonah Heim with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. All right, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is lucky number 13, episode number 13. And, Jeff, we got a good one because TK Roby's going to join us. Yeah, he, he, you know, he's, he's, uh, he might be one of the five, uh, top five, well, top five pro- pitching prospects the Rangers have. Without uh, a doubt. I'm going to write, I'm going to write about that, uh, Friday at jeffwilson.substack.com. You'll want to, you'll want to get a subscription for that. Um, this, this is just a, a real mature kid, uh, you know, was drafted as a high schooler. Yep. In 2020, third rounder, there are only five rounds. Uh, didn't have a senior season. Kind of curious uh, with a lot of these guys, you know, would he have been discovered and been a higher pick had, had there been a season? But yeah. he wasn't, and the Rangers are, are darn glad they, they got him and uh, have a little elbow scare that we'll get into. But he's uh, he, he pitched all of the instructs and looked good doing it. Yeah, he did. And you know what? Let, uh, we're going to go to our break here in just a second and get our uh, get our sponsor in here and then have some fun after that because we got some things we're going to get into uh, before TK comes on and then afterwards because uh, we had some homework. But let's go, let's go to our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. 
Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. Okay, now, before TK gets on here, we've got to do some stuff. First of all, if y'all don't know the homework, if you didn't listen to the last uh, episode that, that we had with uh, Aaron Zavala, go back and listen to it. Um, it's, a, it's a great one. Aaron was great. Uh, he's in, in Arizona, and he talked to us for a while uh, about his first year as a pro. But we decided that uh, you were going to be the president of baseball operations and I was going to be the GM, and we, we had $80 million to spend. And that's what we're going we're gonna to do that in a little bit. First of all, though, we got to get into some stuff that's, that's gone on right now. One thing is the 40-man uh, roster. Those have to be set by tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, 5 p.m. Central time. And, um, you know, it's, it's a big deal for uh, every team. Right. You know, Seattle have protected three today, including, you know, Julio Rodriguez, who's one of the best prospects in baseball. Um, and then, you know, they finished second in the West. So right. even, even the good teams won't want to protect minor leaguers. They don't want to lose them to the rule five draft. Right. Uh, the, the Rangers, you know, have, a, have a, a bunch of guys who you can make a case for, um, something else that will be coming up at jeffwilson.substack.com here, uh, later today. Um, but, um, it's, um, it's it's a it's a tough one. They've got four spot four forty man spots open, and I think they have more than four guys to protect from the rule five. So uh, there's going to have to be some finagling that goes on here the next twenty four hours. And I think that is why they have not set any of those guys yet today. I think something has to be in the works to maybe move or try to move a couple of guys. I tell you right now, if you're someone like uh, uh, there's some guys that are sitting right on the edge that may not have a job tomorrow or at least be having to clear waivers to stay with the Rangers tomorrow. Or might be packing their bags and going somewhere else. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's tough business, but um, you know, there, there, you can, I, I, I made a list of, I think uh, 19 guys. Now I, I don't think all 19 have a legitimate case, uh, but I do, I do think 12 to 15, you could say, yeah, you know, we don't want to lose him, but um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and start, okay, do you it. know, uh, I, I, I think that obviously the Rangers will protect Ricky Venasco, yep. Ezekiel Duran. I know, I know Venasco hasn't pitched above low A, but, uh, he's one of their best pitching prospects and you just can't, you can't take, you can't risk losing that talent. Uh, Absolutely I, I know, not. you know, rule five, um, rules dictate that any team that selects a player has to keep that player on its active roster for the entire season. Uh, which is not easy to do, but I think that a, a team like, let's say, the Pirates or the Orioles or a team that's not any good, um, and a heartbeat could find a, way, could find a way to do it. You know, you, you stick them in your bullpen. Absolutely, there's creative ways to do it. Spot starts, yeah. tandems. I mean, sure, sure. And uh, so, and then Duran's been very good at the AFL. You know, when the, when the Rangers got him from the Yankees, it was their yep. uh, intention. That was the case. You know, as was the case with Glenn Otto. To, to add Duran to the 40 man. So there's, there's two. And then, and then, uh, you know, you kind of Ronnie Enriquez, I think would, would get uh, serious consideration. Cole Reagans. Do you want to lose Cole Reagans? Do you want to risk that? I know he's, he made it to double a two Tommy John surgery. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, um, he's, he's close. I think Bubba Thompson would be a, an automatic because he's good enough to, he's fast enough and plays a good enough defense that he could, uh, he could be uh, handy for like a national league team sure. off the 
Absolutely. Um, then uh, uh, Steel Walker, uh, another outfielder, you know, left-handed hitter with some power, made it to AAA this year. Yep. You know, is he is he a guy again? An out, you, an, an extra outfielder, you carry him. Right. And Jake Latz, who we saw who may make the one spot start for the Rangers this year. Right. Uh, he's another guy that um, left-hander. Yeah, uh, but a guy that you could definitely, uh, definitely put in a bullpen for a year, and then, and then see how it shakes out. So those are the the six that I've got. Uh, I, the last I heard, the Rangers are considering as few as three or as many as six. Uh, I think there might be some bullpen arms in there that I didn't mention. Um, you know, Alex Spees, although Spees was hurt and was not protected last year. Right. Uh, Daniel Roberts kind of interesting. He throws hard. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know what, what they're going to do. I, I'm pretty sure, though, that I hit guys that they're, they're thinking about pretty seriously. Well, and, and, and so there's some guys that, that I think you and I would both agree probably are not going to be protected. But anybody you think that's probably not going to be protected, that I'm, I'm, this is a really this is a year that I think the Rangers are deep enough. This is a year I really feel like they might lose somebody. There is somebody that could get it, and maybe they get them back because it doesn't work out and they can't keep in the big leagues. But I definitely think this season there are some attractive players that probably won't be protected, and understandably because they got guys ahead of them in the thing that someone like a Ryan Doro who could be an excellent uh, utility guy for a son someone down low to, to, to get there, um, someone like that, they're not going to protect Ryan Doro when he's eligible, but somebody could use Ryan Doro because he is known for the glove and defense. Um, some of those bullpen arms like you talked about, I mean, that's yeah. that's easy to hide right there. Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, you, you will see a lot of bullpen arms taken uh, in, in the Rule 5 draft. The Rangers did it last year with Brett DeGus, who they ended up um, – you know, not keeping put him on waivers and he ended up with Arizona and spent the rest of the season with Arizona. So he's now Diamondbacks property. Right. Uh, you know, Daniel Roberts, Scott Angler, uh, Jake Lemoyne, Cole Uvila, uh, or Uvila. I always Uvila. Say, yeah. I, I always say Uvila. I, I, apologize to, to, I apologize to him for the mispronunciation. <laughs> uh, Fernery Ozuna is another guy. He was at Frisco, little guy throws a hundred miles an hour. He's converted, uh, right? Wasn't he an outfielder? <laughs> Uh, he was a, he was a shortstop, shortstop uh, okay. but th- those are the type of guys, you know, you, you, you a team only has to spend a hundred thousand dollars to get them. And you're like, well, you know, if, if this guy can make a difference in our bullpen and, and then be something down the road, it, it's, it's worth a shot. So, um, so those are, those are kind of the, the guys you don't know a lot about, uh, or, you know, you don't know if, if a team, values them as much as the Rangers and values them enough to give them a 40 man spot. But I thought some of those guys last year might've had a chance to, to, to make it to the majors and didn't. What guys right now on the 40 man roster, if they're not moved uh, in, in some sort of a deal, because uh, because look, there are deals, and even in my little trade scenarios I put out there, the fun thing I did, one trade was simply to get rid of a couple of 40 man roster spots. Um, who do you think has a shot to get DFA'd? Well, you know, that's it, tough. I I would say that, you know, like uh, Ronnie Her- Yanni Hernandez might be a candidate. Um, he's very good defensively and he's fast. Yeah, has a you know pretty good good eye at the plate. 
but the guy's never going to hit for power. Never. And when I say never, I mean never. No, he never and has. So you, you, he's very limited offensively. Right. And if you're going to be bringing in a shortstop, uh, and if you're going to have uh, a guy like Kiner Falefa who's moving around or just playing second base and you have somebody else moving around. Right. Yeah, you've got one too many of those guys. Right. So I, I don't I don't know necessarily that he would fit. Uh, he's another guy who I think would have been in Rule Five eligible this year. Uh, so, you know, he's on there now, but I, I I just don't know that that he's somebody they want to protect. That's just my that's just me talking. Uh, I don't know that for sure. Right. Uh, but you know, if I if I had to think, well, if we're going to clear, if the Rangers need to clear a roster spot, there's now, one. Yeah, and, and and maybe there is a team out there that that would like to say, hey, yeah, we like what we saw from Yanni, and um, let's give him a, let's give him a, a chance. Yep, and there's a couple of them that might be attractive somewhere else. Uh, you know, you've got Calhoun, you've got Solak, you've got uh, a, you know a couple of guys that could get moved in a deal that probably is going to include some other minor league prospects for something. I mean, it's, golly, this is going to be. Interesting. I'm very interested in what happens in the next, I guess, 24 hours. Right? We're getting close to 24. Yeah, hours. yeah, we're getting we're getting there. Um, you know, just looking over the roster, Ed, Edward Kalina, who was a waiver claim earlier this year from the Twins, who's injured. Yeah. You know, see another guy that 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 ends up getting a, a DFA. Um, you know, he he didn't make it through right. the first time, but maybe he makes it through this time. Um, you know, it's 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 really interesting. You look at the, these names. You know, maybe Spencer Patton's a guy that gets traded. Yeah, uh, he he pitched he pitched pretty well. Yeah, know? he did. Yeah, he had a little more experience from his time in Japan. So um, it's just uh, you know, Yo Yo Helpozo is he he hits, but boy, that's really all he does. So that's if, if, that's probably the Curtis, one you've said that's the most. If Curtis Terry made it through waivers, would Yo Helpozo? And I think they're very similar. Uh, Pozo, Pozo does a catch, but I'm not sure he's like a, a, a superstar catcher. You know, they didn't give him a lot of chances to catch. No. So I think that speaks to kind of what they think of his, uh, his value behind the plate right now. No, I totally – and you know what? I didn't even think Pozo, out of all of them, might be – DJ Peters, possibly. I think they like him. Uh, but yeah. that, would, that, that would have to be other things you really got lined up. i tell you what we're going to do now, though. Right now we're going to go to Tekoa Roby, who's, who's jumping in with us. And then when we come back, I want to talk about some of the rumors that are out there, along with um, we got to spend our $80 million. Oh, yeah, we got to do that. But we're going we're gonna to welcome in Tekoa right now. He is, is, is joining us. So let's go to Tekoa Roby. All right, and joining us now on the uh, Texas Ranger Baseball Podcast hotline all the way from, did you say Gatlinburg, Tennessee, is yeah. Texas Rangers right-hand pitcher, Tekoa Roby, TK, whether he's known by TK. Hey, TK, what's going on, bud? Not much, man. How are you guys? Doing good. You know, uh, there's a Ronnie Millsap song, Smoky Mountain Rain, where the, the he, he's hitchhiking in the rain and the, the semi-truck driver pulls up and says he was going as far as Gatlinsburg. So, so there you go. There you go. That's my, that's my Gatlinsburg <laughs> reference right there. Although you should have showed us the view and it looks real nice. So good for it you. It has been nice. Getting away. So you'll get home to Pensacola, be home for the holiday. Yes, sir. Yeah. I was, I, we left, we got here yesterday. Um, I've been home for probably like two weeks, just getting back into like the off season uh, routine and just getting back into the swing of things. So. All right. Uh, did you need the break? I mean, you, you've been going at it since what February. 
yeah, it was kind of a kind of a long stretch there. Like after I got hurt, um, they let me go home for a little bit, and I wasn't throwing. But when I went out to Arizona, it was pretty much full go for probably like four months. So the break was nice for sure. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now, when will you start ramping up? Ramping up again. Um, I this is my last week off from uh, last week off from throwing. Um, and then I'll start playing light catch next week, and then I'll kind of slowly ramp up to where I'll uh, I'll start having bullpens and probably probably like mid like mid January, if I had to guess. Okay. Early January, maybe. All right. Is is there a plan for you to get to spring training early, or are you going to report on the uh, normal time? Um, I think I'm going to show up a little bit early, probably mid to late January, if I had to guess. Yeah, that's pretty early. Yeah. Just, uh, just to get there and get comfortable before all the everybody shows up, you know. Yeah. Now you don't have any problems in Florida throwing. I mean, the weather's nice and oh, it's beautiful. And I have even, you know, sometimes we deal with rain, but I have a place that I can throw indoor uh, when it does rain too. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, you, I don't, you know, people. Uh, we we just kind of broke down who you are, the third rounder in twenty twenty. Um, short weird draft weird year with COVID yeah. and everything but um started started pitching well and then uh got shut down with a, a little elbow deal uh we're gonna talk about that because uh, I remember talking to you at Instructs about it and how you were kind of like let's just have surgery and then the doctors were like eh, let's, uh, let's give it a minute yeah it was a it was a weird like weird like month and a half where it was just a lot of unknown um you know, obviously, like the injury happened in, in June, like early June. Um, and I, I, you know, I woke up the next day after that last start. And it didn't feel right. So I knew something was off. Um, and then we ended up, we got the MRI, I went to see the team doctor. And, and he was, he was the one that suggested no surgery. Um, so, and I basically, he, he gave me the breakdown of, of all the, the, you know, the, anatomical structure of what I'm dealing with and all that. And I, I, even after I left, I talked to my agent, talked to my family and all that. And I was the one that said I wanted to do surgery. And um, that was kind of that for probably a couple of days until we ended up getting a second opinion. And he said the same exact thing as my, as Dr. Meister. And he said, you know, no surgery is probably what we suggest. They, they really thought that there was a good chance that what did end up happening could happen. You know, I could get through it without a, without surgery. So and weird. Can you describe the tear? It wasn't like across the ligament. It was through the right. Down, right. Well, so they, the way that uh, Dr. Meister described it to me is that it was a proximal tear. So he, he tried to, to describe it like the distal tears, like, a, you know, further down, further down the arm this way. And the proximal okay. tears up towards the actual bone right there. And he said he couldn't give me a, you know, there's no, there's no way to give an actual number on success rates, but he said that those kind of tears, the ones that I had had a better chance of healing on their own than say like a distal tear. Okay. So you, you, what, you rested for what, four, four to six weeks, four to six weeks. Yes, sir. Okay. So you go out and you start throwing again. Are you like hesitant or are you able to Absolutely. let it right away? <laughs> no, I was, I was so hesitant. Like uh, the, the rehab kind of like coordinator, I guess. You know, he always had to remind me that if it was going to, if it was going to break, because it was going to break, it was going to break. You know, we couldn't, we had to get through that program and figure out whether or not it was going to hold up. Right. Yeah. So he had to keep reminding me like, 
kind of over and over again, like, don't be afraid of it, you know, just kind of, you know, be okay with what happens, I guess. And that was kind of a, cause he, he told me the first day, like back throwing, he said, I looked like I was, I was barely even letting the ball go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Was that, was that Keith Comstock or was it somebody else? He, yeah. Connie. Yes, sir. Keith Comstock. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Talk about him. I mean, he's, he's great. He's, he's actually uh, grace out there. Yeah, he really is. He does a really good job. And I heard, I had heard this before I even got into rehab, just talking to like, like some of the rehab, like Ryan Garcia and talking to Ricky too, before I even got into rehab that, uh, that he does a really good job at like keeping, keeping like the, the hopes, I mean, not the hopes, but like keeping the energy high, yeah. you know, cause it's really easy to get in rehab and kind of fall into a rut of like, you know, this sucks. This, I want to leave, you know, I'd rather be doing anything else, but he does a really good job of, of kind of, um, making sure nobody really gets too far down, I guess, if that makes sense. Sure. sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's more than half the battle. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. you're not playing, you're not, you're not throwing it more than 75 feet. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's gotta be like, ah, I gotta do this for two straight weeks, you know, yeah. or however long it was you're at each level. And um, yeah, I can imagine that would be tedious, but so, so then at what point did you were like, all right, now I can go now it's good um it really it, there was really no point throughout it where I was like fully fully confident we there had been like a couple days where I'd, I'd go out there and throw and it felt really good and yeah. then some some days I was like I was hanging a little bit because the program was moving fast but I wouldn't I can't I'm like I can't even recall a day um until I really started getting into games that's when it was because the whole program like I would it was kind of like a new heavy, a new heavy day, like every week. So like I'd get through one week and all I would be thinking about is getting to that next week and that heavy day and trying to get through that. You know what I mean? So until it was kind of like more consistent, like the, I was pitching on Fridays every week and I knew like I had my, my, like the rest of the week to get ready until I got to that point, I really wasn't super, super comfortable with it, but. All right. So you, you, I mean, you made it all the way through instructs and, and you told us at TCU that night. Yeah. All's good. Yeah, all's good. All right. That's exactly so, now, yep. Velocity so was good. there. I mean, at TCU, we were seeing the velocity. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, fastball, curveball, changeup. You got a slider in there? Is that pitching you're working on? Uh, not yet. Not okay. yet. Maybe maybe eventually. Okay. So, three three pitches. Which, which one's – I guess everything starts off your fastball, but uh, kind of – your, your curveball is kind of more of a bender, right? right. Bigger bender. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, is, is that when you got to get, when you got to strike somebody out, is that, is that the pitch? Yeah. Especially. Uh, yeah. When, when it, when it's a, when I got like a, an O2 count, you know, one, two, whatever it is, like I know that I can go to that pitch, especially if it's, if it pairs up with the pitch I threw before, I know that that's the pitch to get a hitter out for sure. All somewhere right. down in the zone, somewhere just right in front of the catcher, he'll swing right through it for sure. Okay. Now, now before before the injury and then in instructs, I mean, you your numbers are outstanding. So, uh, are you how pleased are you with how your stuff plays? I guess you know. I mean, you you came from high school and you didn't pitch at all hardly in twenty twenty, right. and then you come out and you're you're facing guys who who've done it before. So what what what? Right. How satisfied are you injury notwithstanding of the season? Um, I mean, I'd say I'm pretty satisfied. Like, obviously, you know, 
you would, I wish something went differently, obviously, but with, with how I was when I was healthy and how I came back at Instructs, I'd say the thing I was most pleased with is my ability to kind of, you know, pitch off of my fastball and uh, be able to command the zone with all three of my pitches. So, yeah, yeah, that's big. Yeah. That's 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 the, I mean, that's something the Rangers are preaching too, right? Throw straight. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the, the pitching coaching that I had when I was in uh, down east. Uh, Mincy, yeah, he preached execution. Like if you can, if you have average to below average stuff, but you know how you're, you know your stuff well enough to be able to, to throw different pitches together and execute them off of each other. I mean, you could, you could make a very, very long career out of that just, just alone. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. knowing how to pitch. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned Venasco. Garcia, who's injured still, unfortunately, but yes, there, are, there are a lot of pitching prospects in this system now. I mean, this is the this is as deep as it gets. Uh, yeah. you know, I've covered the team since 08, and it hasn't been this deep. And, uh, you know, T.R. Sullivan, who's covered the team for 32 years, says this is the deepest he can remember it. So yeah. what what do you see? I mean, I, I know that guys are at different levels and everything, but still, when what, what, what do you see when you look at this Rangers pitching depth? Um, I see, I see a lot of, uh, a lot of competitors, um, like just talking about Ricky, like, you know, I, I was able to learn a lot from Ricky, uh, this, this like stretch of instructs and rehab when I was there with him. And I mean, as far as like competitiveness goes, like that guy just, he gets after it, you know what I mean? And even when he doesn't have it, like he, he still has the mindset to where he's going to beat the guy in the box. And I think that kind of just, everybody has that and you kind of, you have to, so obviously you you know, you want that, but I see a lot of competitors and I see, I see some guys like different pitchers too. Like Ryan, like Ryan Garcia is not the same pitcher that Ricky Venasco is, you know, like Ricky's a power pitcher, you know, he may not execute all the time, but that's where, that's where Ryan maybe has, has over him. So I see a lot of, uh, a lot of different pitchers, which is really exciting. Really, really exciting. And then, you know, I I guess you spent some time in Arizona with Owen White and, and, and down East both. Yeah, Yeah. For, He's, for a brief time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, four innings, but uh, yeah. you know, he's uh, he's another one. It just, it's just, it's probably I don't know. It's probably twelve or fifteen deep. That's crazy. It really is. Yeah. It's cool to see. It's really cool to see. Also, kind of you know, at one point we're all probably going to be battling each other for for jobs. So you know, it's cool. It's cool to know them as as people as as we're going to go up. You know, the the ranks and all that. But it's definitely a I don't know. It's it's tough to it's tough to put some words into it. Well, but I mean, internal competition's a good thing. It's right? great, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, being having look, looking over at a guy, you don't want him to stink. You want him to push you. Yeah, or you want yeah, to be him at, at his best. So I, uh, Justin Foss, you talked about that when we, when we had him on. He because you know, he and Duran play the same position. He's like, I love it. I you know he, he wouldn't have it any other way. It seems like. Yeah, so, being being able to uh, like. My first outing, I I I, uh, I didn't pitch on the same day as Ricky, but everyone in in, in the instructs, um, I pitched like right after Ricky, so it was kind of cool. Like just you were talking about, like just having having a like having the ability to compete inside of the organization, yeah. especially with somebody that's you know the organization loves like Ricky, and he had a really good year in 2019. And you know, obviously coming out of rehab, he's not himself right now, but every time that, that we were on the bus ride together or anything like that, like it was. 
it was it was always competitive. Like I would always I'd sit there and I'd challenge Ricky. Every time we played catch, I'd challenge him to a game, like of how many times we can hit each other in the chest or if we were throwing sides on the same day. Like we we threw a side together in uh in at Dallas Baptist when we were in Texas. And the night before we were playing catch in the hotel parking lot. Huh. And I was like, let's have a little, let's have a little competition tomorrow. Like who can execute the most pitches? You know what yeah. I mean? So it's really it's fun. It really is. And that's important. Absolutely. John, what do you got for our man here? Yeah, I always have the more fun stuff. First of all, I got, I got to ask the name Tacoa. Is that a family name? What is that? What is, what's that from? Yeah, I get this question a lot. Uh, I wish it was more interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so I was born actually in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Okay. And around that, like up in the, the mountainy area of Georgia and, and North Carolina, all around that, there's a place called Tacoa Falls. Okay. And my parents were, were driving around there one day and because my dad used to work in like a, a wilderness program. Um, so he, they, they drove by that and, uh, they liked the way, they liked the way it sounded. And all my brothers, my oldest brother's Ukiah, the middle one, Jonah, I'm Tacoa. So we all end in like, Oa. Yeah. So anyways, so they just liked the way it sounded. So they changed the spelling. Have so. you been up there to see where actually it is? No, I haven't. I my my grandmother lives up in North Georgia in Dahlonega, but I've never actually been over to Tacoma Falls. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's pretty cool. So, and I guess TK is pretty easy. You're just you just shorten it, and it's just easier to say than. Yeah, it's mainly easier to say. I get a lot of I get a lot of like, what'd you say? You know, like, <laughs> can you say that? Can you repeat yourself? So I, I say I say TK a lot to save myself some some breath. Huh. But no periods between the T and K. Just TK. Just TK. Just TK. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so tell me some of the mispronunciations you've heard. You know. Oh my gosh, man. Tikula or. I've gotten I've got some Tikos and Tikoas, some Tikoya Dakota. I mean, anywhere, man. It's it's been. I mean, there's been some butchered names in there. So, does your girlfriend just call you TK, or does she call you when she's mad? Is it Tikoa, and then when she's not, it's TK. Actually, she's one of the few people that calls me by my name. By uh, your name, okay. Yeah, well, I get it. I mean, mostly everybody in in the in the baseball world, and you know, most of my friends growing up would always call me TK. But it's really just you know her and my mom actually just call me Tacoa pretty much. Okay, mm. okay. So yeah. you're from Pensacola, Florida, and that's where you went to high school. Do you play any other sports besides baseball? Not in high school. I grew up playing. I played football growing up. wasn't really my thing. I had some bad experiences with that. Um, play some. I played basketball through uh, elementary school, middle school, and then like my freshman year, I kind of stuck around with it. Um, but then after after that, I kind of just was strictly baseball. How's okay. your golf game? Golf game is. Uh, I I'd like to say it's pretty good. I've shot cool. in the seventies a couple times. I've All only right. been golfing. I've only been golfing seriously for maybe maybe a year and a half now. So. Okay, well, yeah. that's a, that's part of being a, a major league starting pitcher or even a minor yeah. league pitcher. Yeah. I know how to play golf because I know Owen and Cole Wynn are are especially good. Cole, nuts. He's in They're league. good. They actually. So when we first got out to the 2020 instructs, that was like my first experience with pro ball since we didn't we didn't get to do anything after the draft. Um, I actually went golfing with Cole and Owen. So. Mm-hmm. I, and I wasn't very good back then, so I got firsthand how good they were. So yeah, okay, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off. He's telling me he's been playing golf a year and a half, and he's shooting in the 70s. Um, <laughs> I better hear that that's the front nine, and then you, because that's more my. <laughs> 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 
you know, athletes just, all right, okay, I played sports too, but I, dad gum it. All right, you committed to Troy University. Did you have any other offers, any other schools looking at you? Um, yeah, I had some. So I committed after my sophomore year, before my junior year started. So I had some other small schools. I had South Alabama um, and Southern Miss. Those were my only other two offers. Um, but but somewhere along the road, like my junior year, the, uh, the coach at the University of Florida, Kevin O'Sullivan, he, he tried to reach out. But at that point, I was pretty I was pretty set on my decision. Oh. Yep. There you are. <laughs> there you are. He, tried, he disappeared yeah. on us. You can't get away from us. That's all right. At what, at what point um, did you feel like you were going to get drafted out of, out of high school? You stole my question. Um, that's a good one. That's a good, I, I said, that's a good question. Like, I didn't really have – well, I don't know. My junior year – I had a really good junior year um, right. in high school baseball. We had some, we had some like, draft prospects in that area, Brandon Spro and uh, and Trey LaFleur and some, and, and some other really good baseball players. So there were some scouts around to see them. And that was kind of, I think, when I kind of put myself out there as maybe a future draft prospect, pitching against them and doing well. Um, and then – that that summer I had the PG National and the East Coast Pro and fished really well there and kind of made a name for myself. Um, and then that that winter of my senior year, I met with all those scouts. And, you know, that's that's pretty normal. Like a lot of people do that. And then as we got closer to the draft, you know, people I had a lot of a lot of scouts in my games and or the one game that I had. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Before you shut it down. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so kind of around that time, I thought it was kind of a possibility. And then really not until like a couple of weeks before the draft when we sat down with my agent and kind of talked through it based on what he, what he's heard and all that. Was it really mm-hmm. that, uh, I thought I had a chance. So. Well, I mean, the Rangers drafted Brandon Sprode. He just, he just went to Florida. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you, they, they must've seen you. I mean, somebody, somebody saw you cause he, you know, he yeah, I well, think actually, took him in the seventh round. And yeah, they did. Uh, they were paying him a lot of money. They actually, the, me and him faced off against each other my our, my junior year, his senior year, and um, I've, we I fared a little bit better than him. Let's put it put it like that. That's fair. Um, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I pitched a little bit, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was a game because I that was pretty late in the year, so I'm sure there was a lot of scouts there. I didn't really notice at the time, but. Yeah, yeah. Some, we had some we had some good battles. So. so, so who was the scout there for Texas that that you dealt with? Brian Morrison. My right? my scout was uh, Brian Morrison. Okay, he right. was by Bam. So yeah, yeah. But he's not with it. He doesn't have the panhandle anymore. He's with. Uh, he's just strictly like Alabama, Mississippi. Okay. Maybe parts of Louisiana. I'm not sure, but I was his last year. He had the panhandle. Did you also? You know, you also face off against uh, JoJo Blackman, correct? The yeah. I, I didn't actually on draft pick this year. Yeah. Yes, sir. We, we had some, we had some good battles in high school. He actually beat me more than I beat him. I, if I believe correctly, yeah, if I remember correctly. like a great football player. Oh my goodness, man. He was, he was something else on the football field. And he went to Escambia, mm-hmm. which is yes, where Smith went to high school. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's a lot of talent. And one little, I, mean, I know Pensacola is not small. I've been there a couple of times myself. I was there over the right. summer. I mean, it's, oh, okay, cool. it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty neat that, that a city like that isn't, you know, like Galveston, John Moore, Galveston used to be known for producing NFL players left and right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pensacola can just pr- produce these 
baseball and, and football and I'm, I'm, I'm probably don't know a basketball player or two but just kind of cool how that happens yeah for sure oh yeah well let me ask you this now do, now most most uh guys that are the best pitchers on their team are pretty much good athletes did you did you hit did you play in the field at all I did actually. I, not a lot of people believe me, but you can ask you can ask JoJo. He'll he'll vouch for me. Um, I was I was our three. Well, my freshman and sophomore year, I was kind of small, but I could still hit. So I wasn't really in the at the top of the lineup. But when I my junior year and senior year, I was in the three hole. And uh, my junior year, if I remember correctly, <laughs> and I, I don't I don't mind bragging on hitting because I don't even do it anymore. But I think I hit like three eighty four, three bombs, somewhere around like the mid twenties in the RBI. So. I hit well that year. What did you play? You were like first base or outfield or no, I actually I played center field. Wow, that is a, that's yeah. athletic there. Yeah, I, I played center because I'm not the fastest, I'm not the fastest by any means. Um, but I can I was able to read balls well. And obviously, you know, I could throw guys out if I needed to. How many bombs yeah. did you hit? Did you say? Uh I only hit three in my junior year, but the the leader on our team that year only had four. So any of them just right. shots? I mean, did you hit any 500-foot bombs? Did you go huff on them? Um, my my first home run actually was, but I, <laughs> I've i never been a power hitter, so even though I, I absolutely <laughs> crushed it, I still ran hard out of the box. So <laughs> I didn't really get to enjoy it much. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that okay, that's pretty interesting. Okay, so I usually play a game with the hitters a bit called the home run game, talking about your first home run you ever hit and all of that. But since you're not a hitter, well, you are – um, you, you probably don't have near as many home runs as those guys who end up doing it all through no. the minor leagues, high school, all of that. So I'm going to go yeah. into a little different thing. I'm just going to go with you. Talk about your favorite food. What's your favorite food? That's really tough. I love food. Uh, <laughs> me too. Probably you can't sushi. tell, but I, I love it a lot. <laughs> um, sushi is probably my, my go-to. Like if I have Thursday night where we're eating out or something, I'd say sushi or pasta. Sushi or pasta. Say, okay. Say, like if I'm going out, like if I'm going out to get food and then I'm willing, like I'll go to hibachi and I'll get some sushi and maybe some fried rice. But if like somebody's cooking at home or if I'm cooking, I, my go-to is probably pasta. Okay. So then I go on with that. I got to go to this. Now, whether it's your mom, your grandma, your girlfriend, who's right over there, I guess she might be there with you since she's listening <laughs> to this home cooked meals. What is the home cooked meal? That is the, it's your birthday and they're going to make your favorite meal. Who does it? And what is it? Um, Probably it'd be, it's definitely my mom. She has a, she has a couple different dishes that she's, she's pretty, she's pretty good at. She does. A, I, I remember so many times I'd ask for this. She cooks like this, this, uh, like an, it's a, it's a, an Italian sausage. We'd have it on like a hoagie roll and she'd make this like this, like sauce with some, some sauteed onions in it, some barbecue sauce and all this good stuff. And you'd kill it. Could I eat? I, oh, I could kill that stuff. <laughs> She also, I'm, down. I'm down for it. I'm yeah, down too. Uh, she also cooks uh, a good uh, hash brown casserole. So, oh man, I love hash brown casserole. Ooh, both okay. of those I can put down. So, I'll, right. I'll go with those. All right, I'm going to hold you to one more last question just to have a little fun. When you are not playing baseball, what's your hobbies? What are your favorite things to do? Um, obviously, golf. Yep. I, I mean, I, I've there was a period of time where I spent every day I could on the golf course, whether it's nine or 18 holes or even playing, just hitting on the range. Right. Um, being from the panhandle fishing, mm -hmm. mainly, mainly uh, inshore fishing. I'm not really much for bass fishing. Um, and whew, 
spending time with your girlfriend. Eh, yes. Spending time. You gotta say that, right? you gotta say that yeah, while she's no, sitting over there, man. You gotta say that. <laughs> I spend, I spend a lot of time with her. You play video yeah, games? Time. I know a lot of guys like to do video games. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I don't even know how I didn't say that. Yeah, I play a lot of video games. I play a lot of, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Rocket League. My, I've heard son, of Rocket League. Yeah. my son loves that game. I've got a kid Dude, that's I, 14 that loves it. I, I play that game almost. I mean, when I was in Arizona, I play that game every day, every single day. Yeah, is yeah. that the is that the one where the cars hit the ball? Like car soccer. Car, car soccer. Yeah, yeah, like car soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son's got yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. No, last, right. last year, uh, Dane Dunning did a uh, fundraiser for, uh, I think, the MS Society, and he did a, 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 a streaming of, of Rocket League with, like, other major league pitchers, and, um, you know, Derek Holland was one of them. And I, I, I watched it just because I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Dane. Yeah. And I was like, man, all they're doing is they're playing soccer with cars here. And the next thing I know, my son's playing it. I'm like, oh well. So it's it's the it's one of my favorite games because to be quite honest, I I would make an argument that it's one of the most competitive games there is. And yeah. like level playing field, there's no like there's no better cars or anything like that. So well, it's I, uh it's, all right. Yeah, and I tell you what makes yeah. it interesting because my son played it, so I don't I'm not a big gamer guy jeff and i are a little older and but i decided okay well this looks like something i'll try to play and i actually right. got into that game and i could actually play it a little better just because i could speed around and hit the thing and do that now he kicked my you know what doing it but <laughs> i had it was a it's a fun little game you know i tried to do call of duty and stuff like that and i i just can't move my guy around and i can't it's like okay i'm already bored you know you're hunting yeah i can't i've never been into call of duties either yeah well yeah no I played some Fortnite with my son. Yeah, and I haven't like, played that. Have you played that? He wanted to. He yeah. wanted to play when he was six. I was like, well, let's see if there's like, basically, you're just murdering people. And, <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, but, but like, it's not like their chests don't explode with blood or anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Here, so, it's not gruesome yeah. at all. He's not gonna have nightmares or anything. No. So we 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 gave him the green light on that one. It's okay to yeah. kill as long as they don't bleed or their <laughs> brains go everywhere. <laughs> I think my son yeah. also was into the one where you build. Build all the stuff. What is that? Uh, Tetris. I like Tetris. No. What did you Minecraft, say? Maybe. Tetris. Minecraft. That's what it is. Yeah. He's big yeah. Minecraft man. That, that, that's good. You kid. I tell you what. That was pretty neat. But just because you know you build stuff. But we are talking video games with a future major league pitcher right here. This is crazy. There you go. <laughs> Jeff, anything yeah, else it, before man. we let this guy get back to his girlfriend? He's probably sitting over there tapping her, going, "Hey, you know, we're going to dinner tonight. What do you got to do here?" Yeah. No. Go. Uh, Go, go get on with yourself. If I'd known you on vacation, I wouldn't have asked you. Shoot. Appreciate it. No, man, I don't, I don't mind at all. We, we're going to be here all week, so we I had, I didn't mind taking the time. So, Cool, cool. We'll tell her thanks, too. I <laughs> will, man. Well, guys, right. guys, that's TK Roby, Texas Ranger pitcher, uh, third-round pick in 2020, uh, one of the top pitching prospects in the organization. TK, thank you so much for coming on with us, and we'll see you out at the ballpark. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you guys for having me. All right, man. Take care. All right, take care. Me too. Once, cool. a, once again, that is just an excellent kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's very mature. You know, you could kind of tell there he's not, uh, I mean, he's, I think he's 20. I'd have to double check, but still, he's, yeah. he was a teenager not that long ago and he still might be, but you know, he's, uh, he knows what he's doing, you know, um, I, you know, you probably grow up fast in major league baseball. You, you kind of have to, you know, you're, you're out on your own and 
Uh, I know, I know that he was in down East, which isn't too far away, I guess, from Pensacola. So right. it's right around the corner, but uh, I don't know how often his folks got out to see him and then going to Arizona and, and having to go through that uh, process that, that, that might make you grow up pretty fast. Well, if you think about it too, you, you got two differences here that, that, that um, if you go off to college, uh, you get with a bunch of other kids that are first time on their own, they're getting out there to get to college and uh, it just seems like you get in a little more trouble at college when everyone's hitting the bars, even when you're not old enough. And look, I was 20 years old and 18 years old, fresh away at, at one time. You know how it is as opposed to you get drafted you're on a diet. They're keeping control of you. They've got yeah. workouts for you. Yes, you're with a bunch of friends uh, that you're meeting through the draft and doing that, but they've got a little better handle on you because they've paid you some money and it's a job. Yeah, and you, you, yeah, you don't want to go out and get in trouble. No. That's the last thing you want to do. And, uh, uh, you know, not that you can get in a lot of trouble and surprise, though you, you might be surprised, <laughs> man, all right? I've, <laughs> I visited, I've, I've hung around bars a, lot, a little too often in my years there in surprise. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it can, it can happen, but um, you know, he's, he, 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 I just looked it up in the media guide. He turned 20 in September. Um, so yeah. What a guy, but he, he, you know, he, he, he faced a major decision, you know, he, he, he wanted, like he said, he wanted to have the surgery and he decided not to, he listened to the doctors and it worked out good for him. So, right. Um, anyway, but the Rangers love him. You know, they just yeah. think he's maturity, the, the, the awareness, the understanding of how to pitch in addition to the stuff that he has. So, um, and, and let yeah. me say this, um, yeah. but, but you and I saw him pitch at TCU. You've seen the numbers he's done. You know, uh, the pandemic might've been a blessing in disguise for the Rangers. This guy may have ended up that senior year. He may have ended up, a, a, you know, one of these guys that, that, that was going to get picked well before that third round. Uh, sure. And, and, and Evan Carter, Evan Carter falls into that too. Because, absolutely. Um, you know, the Rangers got a lot of, sh a lot of shit, part of my language. Yeah. And they know they did. He did 50th overall. Um, you know, nobody, nobody knew who he was, you know, Dan O'Dowd on MLB network famously, you know, so well, I've never heard of the Rangers. What the heck are they doing? Yep. Uh, the, the Rangers made that pick and heard from two or three teams. As soon as the pick was announced, like that's who we were going to take. So I mean, it wasn't just the Rangers, you know, these scouts get all over and they see guys, yeah. you know, guys who sit, guys who, who might have a pedigree in baseball, but right now are sitting around an office and, and, and not getting out and talking to scouts. Right. You know, they, they might be surprised, but the Rangers and other teams weren't surprised. And, and Evan Carter's a guy that would have shot up the draft board. So, well, and look what he did before he got hurt. You're right. Uh, yeah. The numbers right. he had before he got hurt. And, and we're not talking average. You look at averages. Average was just, let's be honest, it was average. But his walk to strikeout ratio was crazy. This kid was selective at the yeah. plate. He was walking right. a lot. I mean, I'm, and that's what I'm saying. You're, you're, you're coming out of a little high school that he was at. Where was he out of Tennessee? Elizabethton. Elizabethton. Tennessee. Yeah. He comes yeah. out where he probably doesn't face anyone that pitches over 85 miles an hour to kids throwing 95 miles an hour. And you still are, are, are being selective at the plate uh, and at 19 years old or 18 or whatever you are. So, and then look at Tacoa or TK and what he's done. I mean, I mean, you know, everybody mocked that draft and every one of those kids, Dylan McLean is the one that I haven't heard a lot about, but look at what Sagisi did. He sure. had a pretty and, good year. And McLean is, uh, I mean, he's, he's, 
he's he's a projectable left-hander you know right. is what they say They're, he's going to fill in and grow into his body and that's why they took him northwest when he a northwest kid at, in yeah Oregon? he's out of portland and yeah. uh he had a first round pick on his team and <clears throat> so the rangers were out watching watching uh mick mick uh mick abel i think right uh, is who it was and um that, you know, they watched, they watched Dylan and, and I saw Dylan, there's video on our YouTube page. Yeah. Uh, him facing, uh, well, I want to say Davis Wenzel. Um, but I'm, I might be wrong on that, but anyway, there's a video of, of, of him pitching and you can take a look at him for yourself. This is a guy who is again, a projectable left-hander. He's going to grow the velocity is going to, going to tick up and the Rangers. That's what, that's what drafting is. Yep. You know, a lot of it is, 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 is forecasting what they're going to look like in the future. And, uh, a, a six foot three left-hander <clears throat> looks, looks pretty good. And, uh, absolutely. So anyway, but yeah, that, that draft class is going to end up being a, a lot, a lot, lot better than, than people were, were thinking at the time. Yeah. And let me say, you can, you, you know, and, and you and I both hear how this front office, the mistakes they bubba, they're not spending, they don't care, da, da, da. but boy, they have built the minor league system up in the last few years through drafting, and moves. And I'm telling you right now, um, you can't do anything but take your hat off. I know a lot of you are going to think I'm stupid. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's what's fun about this. Y'all can all disagree. But the minor league and the draft has been – that may be – that may turn out to be one of the better drafts the Rangers have because they only had five picks, and you can actually watch what all comes out of there pretty easily. Yeah, and then, you know, that's something that <clears throat> Rangers have been heavily criticized for uh, of late, let's say the last 10 years, has been their draft. Yep. And, um, you know, I, my, my contention is, you know, they're, they're not, I definitely can see where that's, that's coming from. Uh, but also the Rangers have traded away a lot of guys who yep. become major leaguers. Absolutely. And you know, that the Rangers drafted and, and ended up trading away and, and, you know, they may not be great major leaguers, but they're major leaguers. Right. And so I, I think that's something that needs to be recognized, but yeah, these, you know, there are a couple of draft classes that didn't even produce 10 big leaguers. And so yeah. you got, you got to have more out of your draft. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we have got to get more out of what we're going to do as playing armchair GM and what we were going to do. Um, there was a lot of rumors before we get into that, that have kind of come out in, in the last few days. Uh, some names that were, that were associated with the Rangers coming out were uh, you've got Marte and uh, Saya. I'm the Saya guy. Everybody knows I'm the, yeah. one of the guys that's been on Saya. Um, everyone seems to think Rangers are going to definitely be in on that guy. Um, saw some stuff on Kershaw um, that you know he he turned down the qualifying uh, offer. Um, and he then, wasn't extended no, no, qualifying. No, he wasn't. That's right. He wasn't extended qualifying offer. That's actually they did him a favor because they wanted to give him more time to make the decision. I think he's actually been very. I saw some stuff where he was wanting to make sure he's healthy before he went back to the yeah. Dodgers, uh, which was really classy on his part to do um any any rumors out there you're seeing that are kind of like you perk up and go wow you know well uh, you know Mar Marte's intriguing um Starling Marte uh, uh if you watch Rangers games in the second half you saw him with the A's yeah uh, he was traded uh from the from the Marlins for Jesus Lazardo, which seems like a pretty pretty big price to play for pay for a rental um but Marte was it was terrific after yeah. the trade and uh it was good you know, in Miami too yeah, he's he's a, he's a he's a good player, but he's 32 now, I think. Right. Um, you know, do do you put him in left field? Maybe you know, but you, he obviously would go to the top of your lineup. Yeah. Um, 
so so that that wouldn't be bad but you know how much money do you want to give a guy who's 32 right uh and and so anyway you know but but yeah i mean it's hard to argue with with the guy the count the kind of player he is he's fast he gets on base um yeah he would set set the table so to speak at the top of the order and that would take some pressure off Leody Tavares let's say if they made Marte the Rangers made Marte the left fielder and Tavares the center fielder right uh, but they're just I think I think the thing that has has kind of dawned on me um that the Rangers had, have said all along is there are going to be a lot of a lot of possibilities a lot of ways to go about free agency in the yeah. offseason and Marte Marte is one of them you know and um it, it just, you know, if, and it, it seems like they would have a, uh, you know, a domino effect on each other. So, um, and that's kind of, kind of how I uh, uh, looked at my 80 million that I'm about to spend here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make it fit instead of just, just the guys I want. So uh, well, anyway. Let, okay. Well, let's ask this first. So what did you, right. okay. We did, so we did AAV. Is what I said. So we, I did years and what the total contract, but then I did AAV. Um, what's your total AAV for 2022? Um, I am at. Um, looks like I'm at 81 million. Okay, I'm at 83 million. Okay. okay. So how many players did you sign? Well, I signed one, two, three, four, five. Okay, me too. Okay, this is interesting. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm going to start out with my first one. If you signed this player, yeah, then you tell me what you did, and then that's okay. how we'll do it, and we'll go to the next player. My first one, I went with my big one. Um, I actually went Corey Seager, and I went yeah. 10 years at $310 million with an opt-out after six, uh, with an oh. option after six. Um, and, and I think, you know, look, if he's gone at – if he's really the Corey Seager they've got, it protects both. You're going to pay more money, I think so too, if you're really in the hunt at that point. But that's $31 million AAV. Was Seager one of yours? He was. I did 10 and 290. 290. Okay, so I'm so, so after that deal that you and I both did, uh, John Daniels comes in and takes the checkbook out of my hand and says, good Lord. Jeff, you I don't, I don't those. know about that. I don't know. I don't know. You know I, I flirted with like seven years too, you know, but I don't. I don't think that these guys are going to, these top guys want to sign for seven years anymore. You know, they, right. They see all these 10 and 12 year deals being handed out, but I don't know that, that any of these guys who are on the market now are uh, Bryce Harper or Manny Machado or no. Trout or Tatis. You know, I, I think that they're yep. a step below them. Maybe, you know, even Correa, who's the youngest and people think he's the best one on the market, but um you know, he's never hit 30 home runs, for instance. So uh, I, I don't, I don't know, but we'll, we'll, we'll go 29 million. Okay. So 29 million. I went 31. 31 for you. All right. did, did you give him any kind of an option or? Uh, that's too complicated for me. <laughs> my head's, my head's not that big. Um, and then I went with, uh, I did go with uh, next. I went with Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. Okay. You know, I did I've not been, go with Chris Bryant. So what, I've what's Chris driving, getting? I've been driving that train. I gave him five and 125. So 25 million a year. 25 a year. Okay. Five and 125. Okay. So you went with Chris Bryant. Uh, my second pick is Saya. Um, I went with Saya Suzuki, which everyone knows I'm going to go with Saya. I've been on Saya from the beginning. Right. Um, I gave him, um, I gave him six years and 66. Um, I think even if he's not the guy that's in Japan, he's still a good player. And for only $11 million a year, 
it's a sweet deal. Now they're going to have to give some of that money back to the the the, the carp there in Japan. But uh, I think the sixth year gets him over anyone that's offering five and fifty. Um, you go one more year and one more million. That's what I did, and I just think he's going to translate here. I don't think he's going to be a complete bust. And if he is, you're only out eleven million a year instead of the eighteen or you know or twenty that yeah. someone else might. No, I went with him too. Uh, five and fifty-five. Okay. So I you're eleven million too. So you're I'm eleven too. Yeah. So now I'm up to I'm up to sixty sixty uh, something. Okay. 65. So yeah. right now I'm only at 40, I'm at, I'm at 42 because I haven't done my third player. Let me do my third player since we thought the same way. You went with Chris Bryan. I went with another outfielder. I did go Marte. Um, oh, right. I went with Marte for a center field. Um, and that's a guy that can play either corner uh, and the outfield too. Uh, I gave him four years and 72 million. That's 18 a year. Um, and, and I think it's the extra year. Every, some people are saying that he could get, uh, three years. I saw a lot of three years. I saw some five years. I split the difference four years, 18 a year. And, uh, I know he's 32 years old, 33. Um, if, if, if he plays like he's doing now for at least three or four, he's a productive bat in that lineup and you can move him to a, a I still think he's an athletic enough. You can move him to one of the corners eventually. Well, yeah. And then, you know, a corner might be his best position, um, now. Uh, but what? I, uh, the important thing about him and Bryant and Suzuki, uh, they don't have qualifying offers. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's a vital part of this. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a vital part of the Rangers off season. Seager, you, Seager or a shortstop, uh, as long as, you know, you don't, you know, you give up the qualifying offer. Sure. Javier Baez doesn't have a qualifying offer, but right. the other two. Um, so anyway, that, those, that, that's something I need, should have mentioned about Bryant is that's a very, integral part of my decision to sign him. No, and you know what? I I, I toyed with Bryant and and uh Marte, but I, I I went a different way on pitching. So did you did you sign two pitchers? I did. Okay, well go with your first one. I signed Steven Matz. Okay. For three years and thirty two million, but I'm only paying him nine million in twenty twenty two. Okay, so it's gonna progress. So that's nine. Yeah. Okay. That's that uh, the way a lot of these are structured. I did the average uh and just averaged it out for the 20 because my first one that I went with was Kevin Gaussman, and I went four years and 80 million is what I went. He probably he might get more than that. He's only 30. Um, yeah, but but it, he, he doesn't have a qualifying offer. He does so, not have a qualifying yeah. offer. Yeah, right. So, so he's my see. he's my ace for now. Okay. Um, that's who I went with for my ace for now for this team and who can end up if he ends look if Kevin Gaussman pitches anywhere close to the way he's pitched last year and even the year before he was he was good yeah down the line if if that's your second or third starter you're okay right well maybe he is an ace i mean he's a former first round pick he's from the great state of colorado so uh, <laughs> that, that that that's an, another feather in his cap that's a so, plug <laughs> yeah anyway uh i don't i don't mind it i just don't know that the rangers are going to make a big splash in, on, on a pitch on a pitcher this sure. season which and, and I it, went it with one. Be a one-year deal. Could be a one-year deal, like you, you've seen with Verlander and Syndergaard. Maybe, maybe they get Kershaw for a year. But I just don't think Kershaw is going to sign with the Rangers when it comes down to it. I think he's still going to want to be at the Dodgers. But anyway. Yeah. No. I so, can, so who's your last pitcher? Completely wrong. My last pitcher, and this is just a guy to eat innings, because that's really what I think the Rangers are trying to do this season, is Jake Arrieta. Okay. 
All right. What now? What did you give him? One year, seven million. One year, seven million. Okay. Yeah, so that gets me to eighty-one. So mine is Nick Martinez. Okay. So I gave him three years at nine million, about three a year. Now he might get that much in Japan. I think he wants to come back, um, and he may get more than that. Maybe he's going to get five here, but um, you know, three for nine, guaranteed two, uh, maybe an option either way on it uh, on this yeah. after the second year. Uh, but that's, again, it's exactly like you're saying. This is a guy who pitched 161 innings in Japan. The ERA will not be 1.61 in, in, in Texas or in the Major League Baseball. It's probably going to hover somewhere close uh, around four at least, probably even 4.5. And I don't care if you're eating 170 innings at 4.5 innings, you're doing your job. Yeah, yeah, and especially, you know, I, I mean, I just – you know, I, I, I'm, I still had stuck in my head the Rangers continuing to say that they're not going to make up all the ground that they have to make up this this season. Right. <clears throat> they're not going to go from a 102 loss team to a 90 win team. No. And, and so I, I don't I don't think that they want to make the big dive on the pitching unless it's just the absolute right deal, you know. But sure. So that's why I had them kind of signing Matt to like a Lance Lynn. Yeah, Kyle Gibson type of contract, sure. Mike Miner type of contract. I like Matt's. That's a great uh, – if they were to hire – just the two that you chose are right in my wheelhouse. I did Gausman. I just – I like that guy, and, and he'd be here for a longer period. But I'm not yeah. – uh, honestly, two more uh, – I mean, Nick – if they did Nick Martinez, Arietta, and maybe one other guy. I, I need innings. I need innings while these other guys get ready so I don't have to get a 120 out of one of my AAA guys. I hear you. And, and, you know, the reason I also picked uh, uh, Seager is because he bats left-handed. Sure. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of going to, that could potentially be, you want to have some lineup balance. And um, so I, that's kind of why I went with him. I mean, I, I also did a scenario where the other Rangers signed Trevor Story for 24 million sure. a year. They signed Bryant. Um, and then I had him had a, you know, I was looking for a left-handed bat. Right. So who who out there is a left-handed bat that they could put in there? Schwarber. And Schwarber is, is a guy I, I looked at. He would just be basically a DH because he's you know. But maybe he could play some first base. I don't. He think did he's play some first base in the in the playoffs, but yeah, I mean. You know. Um, I also I also threw this out. I know he just signed a a deal to go back to Korea, but you know, Shoot. signed Shinsu for a year and five or seven million dollars. Put him at the top of your lineup because he. You know, you look what he did in Korea this year. He had a 409 on base percentage. Um, and he and Leody Tavares really hit it off in 2020. Yeah. Uh, and and Leody still talks about what he learned from Chu as far as being a leadoff hitter. Well, I think that another year of the Chu-Tavares combination would be would really serve the Rangers well. And, uh, you know, that now that forces your hand a little bit at, with Willie Calhoun, what do you do with Willie? Do you trust him enough to put him in the left field? Because Chu's just going to DH, and that's right. fine. But um, anyway, that's just something I was throwing out there. Boy, I, and Chu was one of the nicest guys I ever met. Uh, that first year I was in the clubhouse, I mean, I love him. Yeah. Uh, just and he's ingrained in the Metroplex too. I think he still right. has a house here, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he lives in South Lake. Uh, his son, his son goes to Carroll. Um, Allen, I think he's a. And maybe a junior now so i mean they they don't they don't plan on moving you yeah know, they're, they're gonna stay they are, 
they're going to stay in South Lake. Uh, he's just, he just doesn't want to retire from baseball yet. And well, he's, he a, he's still got some swings in that year. bat. Yeah. And he had a really good year in Korea. So um, good for him. He said, he's, I think he said, you know, he'd had some minor league teams reach out to minor league deals, but he, you know, he wants a guaranteed deal. Sure. And I don't blame him. I don't blame um, him either. I don't yeah. blame him either. And, 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 and I, I tell you what, the Rangers signing him would be great for what they're trying to do, especially as a, as kind of a mentor to Leoti if they go that route, but any of these teams that are competitive and that are going to be that, that really have a shot in 2023 um, or 2022, excuse me. Um, I don't see how that's not a guy you, you, you offer him, a, you know, a year at seven or eight, like you said, to come, even if you ride your bench and cause you're going to, he's going to bat. Five times a week, he's going to be in that game. You know it, at least five games yeah. a week. He's going to be in the lineup. He's going to, and he's going to give you a professional at bat. And, and, you know, you, you hear, you hear, you hear people say that a professional at bat. The Rangers don't, don't have anybody who does that no. uh, anymore. I mean, I mean, I think Gallo got to the point where he was pretty close to giving you a professional at bat. You know, he, he obviously, uh, there was a little too much swing and miss to grind out a 12 pitch at bat or something like that. But, and Nalo did it on occasion, but like Chu is just consistent yep. and he just understands how to get ready for a game. Um, so anyway, yep. I'm kind of waxing nostalgic here, but uh, <laughs> that was kind of my, uh, that was kind of my wild card thought there. Why not, why not bring a bat? You know, especially if you need a left-handed bat. Did you put a lineup together? I tried to, and then I was just like, I had too many variables going and then, you know, um, I, I, I really, my, my problem with, with everybody I've signed is I didn't, didn't really have a leadoff hitter. And so that's, um, you know, I know Chris Bryant's batted leadoff in the past. Um, that's a big bat know, to bat. That might've been a crazy, that might've been a crazy Joe Madden thing, but. I think uh, with your lineup, you, it's where we probably see IKF back at the leadoff spot. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, and eventually young, maybe. And well, no, I, I would just, I don't know with, with the personnel I have, I might just go ahead and say, give it to Leoti. And I know I'd rather have a bottle lineup, but just you know, tell them, Hey, this is, your, this is your job. Yeah. And then, you know, take it. And then, and then after that, you can, you can do a lot with how you mix and match. You know, I probably, I'd probably want Seager to bat third, maybe. I had I'd him third. Leoti, Leoti, Bryant, Seager, um, you know, then then maybe you could do uh, a a Dolis. That's who uh, I had. Low, low Suzuki, uh, so, something like that, and then I have Young bat eighth. Yeah, um, to start. I mean, I'm looking yeah. at opening day. That's where he needs to sure. be. Sure, I could see I could see seven or eight for him for sure. So I got Marte, IKF. So I had Marte in center field, but you say he might be. So if if he's a better corner outfielder, then you got Garcia that could play center. So that could switch. Yeah, but I, I think I think if the Rangers had both of those guys, they'd play Marte in center. Okay. Just because the Dolce is so big, and right? And it's a it's a punishing punishing position for a big fella. So um, I, I don't think you'd be wrong with Marte there. Well, think Ranger fans, think of how better this lineup would be when my bottom three hitters are Low, Young, and Trevino Heim combo. I yeah. mean, I mean, Low was a four or five hitter last year. Most of the year, right. sometimes six. So you got Marte, IKF, Seager, Garcia, Suzuki. I got him fifth. Then you go Calhoun. I had him DH in six. And Calhoun, who – now that guy gives you professional – he's like the only guy when he was healthy, he semi-gave you pretty professional at-bats. Yeah, you know, I just 
where do you, he's got a DH. I mean, it, it, yeah. Oh man, I, I I want a versatile DH that plays good out in the outfield. Not that that boy. He really worked hard, but Calhoun is not an everyday outfield. He's just not. I agree. Yeah. He's just but, not. And then my rotations: yeah. Gaussman, Dunning, Martinez, Hearn, and then I got a Otto Howard tandem there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I would have gone Matt's probably Matt's Dunning, Hearn, Arietta, and uh, something at five. Uh, maybe a maybe a, a tandem like like you've got, or maybe you just yeah. give it to a guy and just keep revolving those guys in and out this year because they all they all have options. Right. Okay. Well, all right. Listen, we're winding this thing down now. Let, let's tell everybody what's going to happen. So there's a chance we don't know. I'm not going to say who, but we've got a chance next week to get a really great guest. We've been trying to get. It's just been uh, trying to get it together. That may come together. Yes, it's Thanksgiving. I will be in Illinois. Uh, so if it sounds a little different or the video is a little different next week, I'm going to bring the stuff I can to where we can do this. Um, but I've got a topic for us because I tell you why. Had a guy reach out. His name was his name is Evan Smith, but he was on Twitter. I want to mm. read you what he wrote me, and it okay. may, and 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 he said that he wanted us to talk about it. And I'm going to be honest with you. This I was like, you know what? That's really good to talk about. He said, "Hey, John." First, love the podcast and love you and Jeff. I've enjoyed every second of every show. So I'm 23 years old. When the Rangers made their run in 2010 and 11, darn you, Freeze, he put that in parentheses, I was 12 and didn't know the moves made to make such strong pushes. It would be awesome episode if you and Jeff took a look back at the moves made in 2010 and 11 and then in 15 and 16. Now that I understand more about the currency and baseball prospects and cashola, I feel as a Rangers fan, these are moves that I should know that set up for success, but yet set up for years of, of droughts. Also, guns up. Would love to see young brother yeah. Enfield in the future. I guess he's a tech guy. Um, so I think that would be incredible. Actually, the first thing I ever wrote as a, as a blogger was an article called uh, Rangers are Building Currency back in 2018. It talked okay. all about building up, and I talked about that trade. Um, but that would be interesting. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, you know, I mean, if there's a lockout, we're going to need something to talk about. So <laughs> Absolutely. So maybe, maybe, you know, if we take next week off and the week after that would be after the – We'd have we'd have news, you know. We should have a new an CD idea by then. But yeah, yeah, it's an idea. We'll we'll do it in December for sure. Absolutely, and we'll, and we'll go there. And let me say this to you: uh, his his name is is Evan Smith. Evan, um, I actually know Joey McGuire, who took over the head coaching job there. His wife and I went to high school together. Uh, so you guys got a great coach right there. And uh, so you get your guns up or whatever. I'm a UT fan. <laughs> Jeff's a TCU alum. So, uh, but anyway, appreciate it. Any of you guys want to message me on Twitter? My Twitter is open. If you follow me, you can message me anything at all. If you want a question, ask or anything, and I will bring it up. I've done it here a couple times and I will always bring it up and Jeff and I'll talk about it. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I got to go get the kids from school. So, All right, man, get out of here. And don't forget, it's jeffwilson.substack.com. Go sign up. We're getting some new ones. Hey, give it as a, a gift. Go, you got Absolutely. A, a sports Every fan. Every story has a gift. Give a, give a gift. So, Absolutely. Go do that for I, if you. somebody do that twice this week. So, well, if you're like him. Absolutely. If you're if your dad's into sports, go give it to him. You know what I mean? Put it on the Christmas list. Absolutely. Right. Well, guys, we're gonna get out of here. Jeff, if we don't do it next week, happy Thanksgiving. You and I'll still be Thank in you. touch. We'll be talking. Uh that's it, guys. We'll see you at the yard. All right.